Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. Excited to be with you today. If you haven't left a rating and review, please do that. We love to hear what you think. It influences us in what we do on the podcast because we do it for you, the student ministry <laughs> leader. So stars and words, we love we love it all. We do it for them, but we have a good time too. We we, we no, have a good time. Totally. We, we have a good time. We have a good time. We do I'm, have a good we do have a good time. I'm solely here for the rating. <laughs> <laughs> I love being evaluated. <laughs> my 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 Enneagram three longs for the stars. It's, tell me how good it did. Yes. Yes. All right. So you hear the voices of the people who are joining us on this week's episode. You heard Zach and Chad there. Uh, thank thank you for the invite back. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> hot, tub, hot tub time machine part two, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Uh, if you have no idea what Zach just mentioned, then go back and listen to the last one of these. If it's still uh, up, it's hard to it's, say. It's, it's still it's still up. Also, uh, Shadow band on podcast by Apple, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, us and Joe Rogan. That's yeah, what shadow it. banning, yeah. Mm, Spotify yeah. only on that one. <laughs> Mm. producer nathan also in as per usual it's good to see you yep. man you too what's up so uh guys we are counting so those of you who listen to the podcast like frequently and you also listen to zach and chad on youth ministry booster podcast you know that they're that we're all on the lifeway team all part of the lifeway students family uh but you probably also know if if you've like followed for a little while that zach and chad both live in oklahoma um, so producer Nathan and I in Nashville, Zach and Chad, Oklahoma. Um, but guys, we are a month away from being back in the same room. Back at it. Oh, it took us all summer, man. but we're going to do it <laughs> like a month to the day, right? Like literally a month to the day. Yes. yes, because a month from today, August the 25th, is our launch event. Uh, it's, it's become an annual thing. Um, it's awesome. We, we enjoy it, and we enjoy spending that time with, uh, with all of you through the Student Ministry That Matters YouTube channel. But I'm looking forward to being in the same room. Our team, there's, you know, people talk all the time about, like, loving the people that you do work with, and it makes it so much better, and like, there's all these fancy quotes about that kind of stuff but it really is like i can attest to it it really is true and yeah. the lord has been good in putting this team together and we love hanging out and so guys we're gonna get to do that in about a month i like it uh zach you want to run down a little bit on what the launch event yeah. is gonna look like just give, give us a little preview a little tell taste us uh, so august 25th 1 p.m central is the start time for the live stream event again emphasis it is going to be live um you can hit the registration link so you can check out and be registered for it to get the link and the replay um, but you'll want to be there live because one of the things that we love most about launch is that the folks that are a part of it on the panels and the presentations are interacting live with the questions of those in the chat and so to be there is to literally be a part of it and so this year we are focusing all of our energies on the question that most of you have been asking as we've been out this year traveling getting ready for another year of youth ministry and leading is parent ministry how do we answer the parent ministry question so we have assembled an avengers quality team 
of folks that would have both academic and practitioner and theory and practice of how to best answer that question. And so uh, I'm excited to see in three rounds of presentation and Q&A uh, what Chad, Kara Powell, Jason Mick, Jose Rodriguez, and Erica Rodriguez will share and say about things. Ben, thank you for hosting again this year uh, to guide us through the questions of how we can better connect, serve, partner, and celebrate with parents. We're really excited about this live event, naming some of the things, answering some of the questions, and really diving deep into how this year can be themed around better partnering with parents in a way that's more than it ever has been, and yet, as faithful as possible. Man, that was like a really solid on the spot. Like <laughs> it was almost like it was totally unscripted, but Hey, like that was, that was amazing. It's like, you'd been practicing it. Everything. It runs through, it, it runs through my head a lot. Right. I just like, I just like wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, what would I, if I was on a YouTube ad for parent, for parent ministry, what do I say? What, what, what do I say? Yeah. That's right. Well, it came together well. Uh, and Chad, um, this has been a big, couple of weeks for you because we're in the process of launching parent partner yeah in a new platform and getting that out there and that's going to be very much a part of launch as well but your your work baby is coming to life here <laughs> yes very much i i'm there could have been a lot of ways that you went with the explanation of that. You went with baby. And I, yeah. So, and, uh, however you want to carry that to term, that's up to you. <laughs> Lifeway.com forward slash parent partner. Uh, you can go find all the information about the new parent partner resource. And I'm like, I am beyond excited about the parent partner resource. You know, Ben and I talked many months back about what this could be and ideas. And, and for me, I really tried to think through like both as a youth pastor and then my time as a campus pastor, what, what did I feel like that resource, what was that resource that I, if I had all the time in the world to really try to think through and create, what would that be? And so that's what we've tried to create uh, in Parent Partner. It's both a resource on the church side uh, and for um Parents and so, uh, over the last year, we've had people inside of Booster and and others in, in kind of this beta form of of looking through uh, the weekly guides that we're able to send to parents. But we all know when dealing with parents, uh, just to send out an email once a week. Uh, you know, for some of our parents that are rock stars, man, they're going to run with that. But for a lot of them, trying to engage and get going with parent ministry is difficult. And so we wanted to think through that on the church side of things of going, OK, how do we continue to celebrate? How do we continue to connect with parents, continue to be remindful? And really at the heart of it, how do we minister and care to parents well? And so um, that is, I would say, the heartbeat of Parent Partner uh, it is really cool and it's built on ministry grid now and so it's super easy to share with uh, your parents either through quick easy link I mean you can embed that in a text social media all of those kind of things to be able to deliver that to our parents but then we've also thought through like quarterly parent meetings ways to engage parents online even down to like um, added cultural guide once a month to have we all have parents that are talking about the new hot topic yeah. whatever that is every month and so they're asking the question of man how do i talk to my kids about these hard issues and so we want to come at it from a biblical perspective but at, at a uh, 
a way that parents can engage in conversation and have an ongoing conversation with their kiddo. And so I'm so excited about this. Um, I just I pray that it is useful for so many people. It's a whole customizable strategy for a youth pastor to literally take whatever they were yeah. doing parent ministry wise and and level it up to the very next level to the point that some of our friends at some of the largest churches in America have adopted and started using it. Like that's I mean you don't always talk about that, but I think it's important to say that this is not just like like there are folks that are giving like lots of hours of energy, folks that would have time to develop their own that have looked at this and said this does what we need it to do in ways that we can customize it and make it beneficial and fruitful for our churches. Well, because the, the hope really is, and we talked through this in like the vision and overview of the whole thing. If you already have your own vision and mission for discipleship in your church, we want you to take that and then really begin to like turn through and ask the question like at a personal level, okay, how do I begin to teach that to my parents, right? Like how do we begin to instill that? For parents that are asking this question of, you know, when we when we turn to them and say, you're the primary disciple of your kid, for most parents, they're going, well, I don't know what that means. Yeah. And so how yeah. do we help them put language to it to where we're all speaking about the same thing when they hear about it on Sunday morning, Wednesday night, or your parent meeting? It's the thing that is super workable plan. It's very accessible to parents who are at like baseline of zero in sure. spiritual investment in the home. They can start something. You heard Zach mention uh, some of the larger church. So here's the like we've had people that have already started parent ministries adopt this as part of their plan. And also people who have wanted wanted to do parent ministry and have not been able to or not known where to start. This can take you from zero to 60, like literally in a week. Yeah. And you can be doing full fledged ministry alongside and with parents, getting them in God's word. So. So they, so they can talk about it with their kids. It's a, it's a beautiful thing. You'll hear, hear more about that. Nathan, I want to check in with you too. You are, you are the voice we've not heard yes. yet this podcast. Uh, this is the time of year. We're in August. Depending on where you live, uh, things are starting back for you. So uh, the far coasts take a little bit longer. I know when we lived in Virginia, we didn't uh, kids didn't go back to school until after Labor Day, which is like yeah. the second week of September. Um, They're going to miss that tax-free weekend in August if you do that. (laughs) I know, man. Here they start, uh, like my kids start uh, next week. They start on August August 1st um, (laughs) is when they go back. But Nathan, uh, it's referee season again, man. You're about to to shave down and get rolling. (laughs) Yes, that's right. (laughs) It's time to get rid of the beard. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, I actually have football meeting, first football meeting of the season tonight, and then my first scrimmage uh, this coming Friday night. And then so we'll run scrimmages for the first couple of weeks of that school season, and then games will start mid to late August or so. So excited about that. That'll be fun. Is the, uh, is the hardest part about pre- preparation getting rid of the beard? Uh, it does take some mental preparation, I think, sometimes. <laughs> but sometimes it's just like, all right, well, it's it's time. So I've got to do it. He's just getting hype so. in front of the mirror, just ready to go. Nice. <laughs> no, yeah. Now you got you've you've got to shave the beard for football season. Can you mm-hmm. go mustache? You can. Oh, but you didn't you're tell a, us this. You're option. allowed oh. to, but I don't feel like I can. I don't think it's a personal choice I want to uh, make. You got to give so. it a little, a little run, a little test drive. No, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's, I'm good. Is that, it's, it's scrimmage season for a reason. 
Yeah. Hold on. That's right. Yeah, scrimmage the scrimmage the <laughs> stash on out the there. Stash. That's right. Tunups. How did now, the mustache your... sneak in as professional <laughs> facial hair attire? I have no idea. I think it's like they're a relic from like the seventies. Beard, or scruffy, like. mustached, professional. Yeah. Like at a corporate level, people are like, you know what, beard not appropriate. But <laughs> if you would like to look shifty and untrustworthy, <laughs> handle okay, handlebars okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was sometimes like if it is a holdover, then there was a time period like you've got your Magnum PI, upstanding mm-hmm. individual. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Law-abiding citizen. Yeah. <laughs> or he would even help like help people uphold the law. He's like yeah. a private investigator <laughs> kind of person. Okay. You know? So real quick, we, we can't go through all of them. We don't have time. <laughs> but if you were to give a scale, okay, between trustworthy to untrustworthy facial hair. I feel like people have done this already. Like a, a kempt beard is the most trustworthy, right? You feel like it is? I, even, I, even over completely shaven? I think so. I think so. I think a kempt beard, like like a, a well-maintained beard is the most like endearing and trustworthy of all facial hair. Like shaped well. Shaped, manicured, like yeah. like not, not too tight to the face, but like very much like there's a shape that follows the jawline. Like, yeah, I think that's, I think, I mean, obviously like, a wild and long beard is probably almost right. the other end, but hold on though, because if you go, if you have a gray beard and it looks like Santa, unbelievably trustworthy. <laughs> yeah, people were well, Gandalf or Gandalf. <laughs> that, right, Gandalf screams trustworthiness. Yeah, right. even Uncle though he sigh from Duck Dynasty, yes, right. not as trustworthy <laughs> for for all and not appealing to all types. Right, 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 right. <laughs> but well, the the guy the uh, the long bearded Oak Ridge Boys singer, solid. He I'm, irons it. Yeah. See, oh, I'm man. telling you, like. See, I want to go out on a limb and say the chin strap is the one that makes me feel the most uncomfortable. Wait, chin strap is like no mustache? No mustache. Amish? I, like just, yeah. just, I, I think there's one. No mustache. I think I, there's I one that's, that's at the top of the list, even worse than mustache or whatever you said, Zach, the little chin strap. If it's just a soul patch. Ooh. Oh, yeah. See, I, for me, the number one. Unless you're one, kayaking, we, he's seen things. <laughs> if we should have done it. We should Just have done. We should have, that dude's fighting some demons. <laughs> uh, maybe internal ones. Right. I th- we should have turned this into the top five. We can we can turn it into top five most untrustworthy facial hair types. Yeah, Flying W is one for me. The, the the Ambrose for the classically trained, and that's when the 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 mutton chop of a sideburn rolls down to the chin, uh, stops short of the chin, rolls over uh, the the mustache uh, of the upper lip into the other part of the chin. It's it's intense. the the old The old Civil War general is intense. See, yeah. that's what I refer to as the flying double. The, is the Ambrose is the a good, Ambrose. So if that's in at number five, then if you shave the mustache, if you just drop the mustache down below the chin, chin strap. Th- now you're in a chin strap. Chin strap. So yeah. thin one. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really either mustache on top for the W or yeah. down below for the chin strap. Mm, mm. 
how y'all feel about like a strong set of chops? Like just like not quite <laughs> more than sideburns, but not a beard. See, like, I just feel like, like that's highly untrustworthy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God, unless you're could... trying to get firewood. And then, <laughs> that's the guy I want. That's the guy. Yeah. Just, they just give him firewood. Like, oh, he needs it. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, that's right. Yeah. Firewood and an old Coleman tent. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we're given. That's canvas what we're given. Chops. Yeah. He, his tits canvas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> canvas. Oh man. So, and then I, I, that's in at number three would, yeah. would be the chops. Goatee is pretty neutral. I mean, like it, I mean, goatee is like what everybody's dad had at some point. Right. Like, like flirting with a beard, but not quite sure. Like I have a feeling with all this nineties garb that everybody's wearing, there's a wave coming for youth pastors and ministers where the goatee comes back, it right? It, oh. It's coming It's coming back. I don't know if the frosted tips will, Gosh, but I feel like man. there's going to be a wave of goatee that comes back. No. I had frosted tips for a little while. <laughs> I never. We, we, never we all the, did. I'm just proud of you for admitting it. Yeah. <laughs> never, the, never the goatee. I had to sit underneath the thing at the salon. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a long goatee in the early 2000s. <laughs> man. Oof. Was it uh, like Rick the Anvil Nightheart long goatee oh, for you could, 90s could, wrestling fans? I could grab it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. And I could roll Pull my it. hand yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And the goatee would hit me right at about the uh, eyebrows. That's it. Oh, Heart foundation. Man, right. I, uh, for me, I think the number the number one here has to be the neared the, the just oh, neck beard. Oh. If everything is jawline or below, yeah, I'm, we're, we're we're not trusting you. The old the old chest hair turtleneck. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're going. You see, for me, I mean, I even hate to bring it up. <laughs> now the, you're just prodding around the, Chad's like personal history closet. The just, small <laughs> square mustache. <laughs> Made famous by a young man oh, in yeah. the 1940s. <laughs> cannot be, like you cannot wear that. Around. The Chaplin, the Charlie That's Chaplin. Yeah, yes, the Charlie Chaplin. Man, see, I feel yeah, I feel like since the days of Hitler, nobody has brought yeah, the. He must- brought his name up. That nobody has. Nobody has worn that mustache again, purposefully, <laughs> rightfully so. Yeah. God, to have a whole facial hairstyle band like that. Is, <laughs> yeah. You know, rightfully there's some, so. <laughs> there's some there there's some reform guy trying to reclaim that. <laughs> He's like, trying to redeem it. You yeah. don't understand 17th century Thomas Ogden wore it with pride. <laughs> uh, we should it's the Ogden. From it's now, from now yeah, on, yeah. it has been it's for our been. for our boat show, our boat shoe theologian friends. Yeah, oh my gosh, <laughs> just an Oxford shirt and an Ogden. That's it, man. That's for the rocking <laughs> Oxford shirt and an Ogden. Golly, what length? What length is is the inseam on those shorts that are that our guy is uh, is, is our make believe person? Five or less, because the shirt's tucked in, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God. man, is this uh, is it also seersucker on Easter? Is the, are we talking about the same yeah, person? Yeah, here? clearly, oh. yeah, clearly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Pastel seersucker. <laughs> Zach, uh, I want to go to you. Yeah. Um, 
I want you. I want to hear more about the the preschool swim lessons. Okay, so okay, so we, you you messaged us. We were talking earlier, like some things happen in our life, get folks caught up on, and I just I I need to share with our youth pastor audience um, to not dismay the year over year improvement that's happening in the life of your ministry, um, because I have got to sit front row for the growth of my sons in their swimming lessons. Uh, so like since they were each three years old, we've been doing summer swim lessons. We just feel like it's an important skill to have in life. And so we have one of our college students at church who she uh, swim team, collegiate swimmer, does swim lessons in the summer. Like she literally like books like seven lessons a day. It's like how she makes her income in the summer. And so our boys, like every lesson is a, 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 a illustration in frustration because it's just like they just keep hitting a wall. They're like, I don't want to. I just want to play this and that or whatever. Like to the point that like when Karen and I take them to the lesson, we used to like get in the water with them, but that became a distraction. So we have to like sit poolside, especially on like 105 degree heat Ugh. and just like watch them because like if we get in the water, we distract them. But like this year, like there was this huge improvement from like first of summer now at the end of summer that like our oldest son will just jump off the edge in the water, fully submerge his head and not be scared, which like, again, if you do it, it's not a big deal. But like the first of the summer, he would not do it. And last year he wouldn't even put his face in the water, blow bubbles. And so I just think about like lesson over lesson, how frustrating it was. But here at the end of this summer, just to think back even a year ago, how much he's improved. I don't know. It was just one of those really touching moments today of just like him, like, like recklessly, just like, pew, pew, like just doing like jackknives and cannonballs and ninja kicks into the water. Um, just like unafraid this year and other years, it would be like, no or like mm, scared and so just don't lose heart friends like they improve year over year and sometimes they're not going to improve wednesday to wednesday that's that's yeah. my pastoral mm. word for the day <laughs> man i like that though but knowing a little bit about what you've done this summer too you've had some additional exposure with yeah. the, with your kids and water over the last like you've been at the lake and you've done stuff like that and so to take it back to the student ministry thing, like those small exposures over and yeah. over and over to where you want to get them to go really do add up yeah. to the karate kick into the pool. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. No, it, just, you have to keep at it. Even when they're like a little bit like the resistance is there, you know, it was worth it because of the payoff. And so, I mean, now, now yeah. he like, he got mad the other day cause he was doing like a new ninja kick and mom wasn't at the pool with us. And so he's like, he's like, film it. And he's like calling out like director cues. Cause he wants me to film it and show mom later or whatever. It's like, <laughs> all, right, all right. All right. Sorry. Sorry. The lighting was off. It was a shade. Yeah. And so <laughs> you gotta be at the right angle, dad. Oh my gosh. Right. 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 Maximum, maximum altitude. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I um, I have, was last night at the time of this recording, anyway, uh, taking part in the fall volunteer meeting, the fall kickoff volunteer meeting for in July. Good on your student ministry team in July. Yep. Dang. Yeah. So I I start teaching eleventh grade guys uh, two week the August seventh. So that's the space. It was, you know, July 24th. We start teaching August 7th, got all of our curriculum for the fall. So I am, uh, after a small hiatus, Kristen and I are both back in. Back We're in leading it. groups. <laughs> Good. 
And uh, man, the weird thing about it is I'm I'm leading my son's small oh, group. Okay. Mm. And uh, he he was all in like he it shocked me. He's I gave him the freedom to say at, at some point, if this gets awkward and you no longer can be yourself in the group, just tell me and I'll get them to move me to a different group. Mm-hmm. But so far, he was like, I want you to do this. So it felt like cool. kind of special at the same time as this small group is hitting differently than the mm-hmm. hundreds yeah. of other small groups I've ever led. 11th grade too that's a lot of high pressure man that's a lot of uh, all the things yeah. that we talk about the students that want to be there or not be there that's huge yeah yeah it is yeah and to me it's man i would much rather do like 11th and 12th grade for me i feel like those are the grade give me the option and i'm going to gravitate towards those two yeah. okay so not to like put them on the spot and i don't know if they listen or whatever yeah, and you just sat through a volunteer meeting Right, yeah. T- take off director of Lifeway students, like for a moment, okay, and answer the question. Like, you're a volunteer leader. What did they do really well? Yeah. As like, as you were just sitting there, like, if you're like, hey, if you're leading one of these volunteer meetings, you need to do this. Yeah. So I think one of the things they did well, they took some time and carved out like. Here are some things you need to know about this generation of teenagers. Okay. And so they, they did a little bit like here's the makeup of teenagers and kind of what they're going through and here's how they're developing their worldviews. So they did like a little bit of get to know the culture and your students kind of thing, which I thought cool. was really, really helpful. Uh, and then they connected that to that's this is why your role is so important so if they're developing their worldview and they're at this stage developmentally then your role as a small group leader is important because you can help them define kind of connect those pathways so i thought they did a really good job with that uh they served tzatziki's so So food makes a meeting did a good job there food Um, makes a meeting yeah and they uh they had like i said they had all the curriculum that we're going to be teaching all fall out already put together uh so it you know like you you have everything you need to teach from now till december that's right sharp yeah love it yeah Yeah, love it none of this one week at a time piecemeal stuff yeah (laughs) no no not at all it is it is all there yeah yeah and if some of you are listening to this you're like oh i do the piecemeal listen we've all been there there's okay that's okay points where we have we have all been there uh chad yeah i have a very serious question to, to throw your way god this is where i get fired Zach. <laughs> on, on, air, air. on air wow <laughs> so we're coming up on uh school starting activities are gonna be launching in we're gonna you know student pastors are gonna be going to sporting events some mm-hmm. of them are able to go to school campuses whether it's yep. football practice deliver popsicles or some of them are still able to go to lunch whatever that can be a weird like you can be you can come off weird in those environments it can be yeah. awkward uh, uh, what's your advice for not being weird <laughs> when you when you show up at these things i like to pick one ref out <laughs> Yeah, the and freshly shaven one. Yeah, freshly shaven one. <laughs> yep. And I like to. He's just, got things to hide. Yeah. yeah. 
I like to just ride that guy the entire night from the stadium. <laughs> What's up, Top Gun? Yeah. <laughs> just letting him have it. Talk to I'm, me, Goose. Talk to me. <laughs> you don't know his name, but you just make up a name, right? You're you just call him Steve all night long. Everybody else starts chanting. <laughs> Steve, Steve, Steve. Uh, okay, so a cu- couple different things. Let's talk about the sports thing. One of the things that I think is super helpful showing up to sporting events is to realize, and I made this shift for myself and it helped so much, is realizing that showing up to the sporting uh, event is primarily parent ministry. Um, the but, kids don't actually care. Well, they, don't, they, they care. don't know that you're there until after the game. They don't see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, they're not paying attention to who's in the, you know, I mean, the kid riding the bench, he's very aware that you're there. <laughs> or, or the kid that heard you yell Steve a lot and he's been embarrassed the entire well, when team. You get, yeah. When you get kicked out. Yeah, yeah, and they're like, yeah, that's my youth, youth pastor in handcuffs. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> um, no, but, but taking the opportunity, like, work in the crowd a little bit, like... You you really can like you can work the crowd and you can you can go around you can connect with a lot of parents like I found that as such good time to just sit down hang out really get to talking to them um, you know there are some parents that just even though it's their kid they're there for their kid but they could care less about sports yeah um, and so getting the opportunity to just talk to them or yeah. or catching up th- that's such valuable time and then finding yourself like after it's over making that connection with the student on field, field, letting them know that, that you were there, that you supported them. I always like to like recall like one specific play. You know what I mean? Like You need a moment. You can't just yeah. have, you can't just spend the time. You got to go with the moment too. Yeah. Know? Hey, remember when you missed that field goal? That was a bummer. <laughs> Hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but, but being able to connect in that way on, on the school side of things, th- those are great opportunities. Like you were talking about Ben for some schools, they'll allow you in some won't. Um, and, and even some that won't, there are ways to serve the school um, and talking to administration, you'll be able to find those. Um, for years and years, we we provided food for teacher lunches. Yep. Um, and that was a door into the school because you do that a few years in a row, um, and they they for many schools will begin to uh, to allow you maybe on campus or, or different things like that to be able to connect with students. Well, and as someone who's married to an educator, I will say that teachers talk too, mm-hmm. and they know which churches are there to just hang out with kids and which church leaders actually care about like the staff, administration, teachers, and those kind of things. And so make sure that you like a good tzatziki's at a leader meeting, come bearing mm-hmm. gifts. Um, donuts go a long way in the school office. Uh, like a $9 box of donuts goes a long way. If you show up with nothing and you're like, I'm here to hang out with students, you got to come bearing gifts, right? Like you've got a, a little a little entree that like we're here to care, share, you know, bring that traveler a Starbucks coffee. You don't have to do it every time. Just, you know, from time to time, show what you're thinking of them. And I'm going to bless them a little bit too. So Yeah, and I think there there are so many ways right now with schools, even if you can't get in. I know, I know at least where we live, um, if your church staff allows it. I, I know multiple church staff that even have changed some of their local schedules or their, their staff scheduling to really promote like the opportunity uh, to be a substitute teacher and things like that. Uh, that's such a great way to serve your local school and, and meet a need. Man, the schools in the town that I'm in, uh, there are signs 
all over that are looking for substitute teachers and paraprofessionals, so, yeah. helpers. Yep. And so the ability to do that on Friday off or things like that, that could be a really, um, a really cool ministry. It is a huge part of effective student ministries. And yes. sometimes we hear student ministry, well, our schools are locked down. They don't let us on campus. And it just kind of stops right there. But to me, that's always been a little bit of a cop out because mm. there are so many things that you can do campus facing that don't require a campus to let you beyond right. the administrative office doors. Right. There's a lot of work that you can do right there at that front desk. A lot of serving. Zach called it out. Take. Hey, I brought these for the teacher's lounge. Hand it off there with a little card where who you are and where you're from. Those kinds of things are what open the doors to a lot of other ministry opportunities. It's good. It's good. All right. This has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.